and we are the Run Duo. I am Tommy Mitchell. What's up, guys? I am India Cook. Hey, 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 what's up, India? Hey, what's going hey, on? Hey, 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 nothing much. I'm doing good. Doing yes. good, doing great. Um, just enjoying these little moments of nice weather that we're having here in Atlanta. Yeah, you know what? I think they know when I'm going to run because it'll be nice the day before and then like Saturday, it'll be 20 degrees. Like, I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was freezing this past weekend when I did my run yes. on Saturday. So, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But it looks oh, like Saturday the coast... was like the worst. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think it even... Because even when I went to walk the dog, it was sleeting in my area. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it was... It, was, uh, it wasn't that great, but it, it looks like the cold snap has, has passed finally. Um, and we're back to, you know, more mild temperatures. Yeah, we're hoping so. We're hoping so. And of course, again, for our up north people, when it's in the 20s and 30s in Atlanta, it's cold. So yeah, straight up. <laughs> I and know y'all used to that, but we're not used to that down here. <laughs> it was not just cold. It was windy. I could literally yes. feel like when I would get the crosswind, I could feel the wind like pushing my feet to the side. Like it was like it was mm -hmm. lifting my feet off the ground. And then, of course, when it was behind me, you know, it gave me a little push. So I, t I enjoyed that part of it. But yeah, it was really windy. Yes, definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm just excited for it to break. Hopefully the rain continues to slack up too, because it's been kind of rainy over the last couple of weeks. But, you know, we here, we doing it, we getting the miles in and getting the movement in and that's what matters. Exactly, exactly. Now, what's coming up, India? What's what's the big Listen, one coming up? What we getting, what we registering for today, India? The, the, Atlanta Journal Constitution Peachtree Road Race. So I was just about to say, coming up, today is the big day. The day yes. that we are recording this, um, we are so excited that the registration for the Atlanta Journal Constitution Peachtree Road Race is now open. Now, Tommy, I don't know about you, but there is only one Peachtree. Like when people say the Peachtree or Peachtree Road Race, it literally is the only one. Like there is nothing like the Atlanta Journal Constitution Peachtree Road Race. Exactly, it's nothing at all like it. I mean, we both run in many, many races, but that's the one. Shoot, right. that's the one exactly. that gets you that gets you into running. If you were in Atlanta, that's probably the race that you started running for. Yes, and that is something that I love about the the Peachtree Road Race. And you know, I want to before we get ahead of ourselves, we want to thank so much, thank you, Atlanta Track Club, for sponsoring this episode of the Run Duo Podcast, but. Yes, I feel like that is one of the biggest things that I love about the Peachtree Road Race is that it literally, you will see beginner runners, you will see your elite runners, you will see your very competitive runners, your everyday runner, your casual runner, you will see your walkers, you will see your families, you will see so many different people on this course, but the ultimate thing is that everyone is literally enjoying the race, and that is the beauty of it. But the other thing, Tommy, is this year, Atlanta Track Club is bringing the race back to one day. So last year, it was a two-day event. They are bringing it to one day. So we'll be on Monday, July 4th, on, on the 4th of July, Independence Day. And it is going to be in person. And there also is a virtual option. But I am so glad that it's going to be in person. And they have confirmed, Tommy, that we are back to our, our regular numbers for the race. So that means that the, the tag of Atlanta Track Club, having this to be the world's largest 10K is back and up and going. So 60,000 runners is what you will run with. And I'm just excited for it to happen. 
Yes, uh, definitely. I mean, if you didn't know how passionate people were about the Atlanta, I mean, the uh, Peachtree Road race, you found out like mm-hmm. the year they didn't have it. That was like, right. you know, the people were losing their minds um, about yeah. it. So that really showed me like, wow, people really are about this race. Um, so right. it's, I'm glad that it's back. I'm back. I'm glad that it's going to be on the 4th of July. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we have people out there cheering us on. I hope that, you know, yeah. somebody's giving out beer again <laughs> and I can drink safely. So it, it sounds like it's going to be a great time on the pavement. Yes, I am really excited about it. And I honestly think because it was not the same as it was last, like last year, it was two split days. There was definitely excitement around it. But I think for 2022, we're back in the sauce. We're back on the one day. Um, and I think that it's just going to be the incitement is going to be even better. Now for our listeners, you can register for the Peachtree Road Race now. So the in-person Peachtree Road Race registration is open as of today, which is March 15th, and that is going on until March 31st. So if you would like to register for the in-person, you can definitely do so. For those that are Atlanta Track Club members, you will get in um, and your registration, you will have guaranteed entry to get in as an Atlanta Track Club member, and that is $42. And if you are not Atlanta Track Club member, that registration amount, and you want to enter through the lottery, that is $48. Now you can enter into the lottery now, and that drawing will take place on, or you'll be notified on April 4th on if you receive entry into the race. Now I tell people all the time, there's not a discount for this race. Um, All of those things that may be different for this, for other races, this race is a very popular race. People want bibs very bad. So definitely go on in and register. You can also do the virtual marathon. Of course, I feel like y'all should come to Atlanta and do the in-person, but the virtual marathon is also available and the registration for that is now open March 15th. And that's actually going until May 31st. So if you're wanting to do it virtually, you can do that. Um, so I am really excited about it. And the all, the other amazing thing is that if you are not an Atlanta Track Club member yet, which you should be, you can become an Atlanta Track Club member and register for the race at the same time. So again, Atlanta Track Club members get, get guaranteed entry at a lower rate. Um, and for ev- anybody else that's not an Atlanta Track Club member, you can definitely enter into the lottery. So I am really excited for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peace Rewrote Race. Again, thank you so very much, Atlanta Track Club, for um, sponsoring this episode. And don't forget, you can register at ajc.com slash Peachtree and get your registration on. Go on over there and get it done. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, you know, because I went ahead and I, I, I threw my name in the hat for the NYC Marathon. Um, Me too. I threw my name in the hat. So, and then like the next day, um, uh, I think it was, I threw my name, uh, well, today, um, I went ahead and signed up for the Peachtree Road. I'm a Atlanta Track Club member, so mine is guaranteed. It's yes. not the lottery. But mm-hmm. go ahead, just do them both at the same time. Because there's a bunch of you out there that you know you signed up for, going to try to sign up for the New York City Marathon. Sign up for the Atlanta Track Club. Um, yes, and it's only it's only forty two dollars for the exactly. race. Exactly, and you don't have to live in Atlanta to be an Atlanta Track Club member. Now there are definite benefits to be an Atlanta Track Club and member and live in Atlanta because there's several um, races that take place here in Atlanta that you actually get free entry to um, for being an Atlanta Track Club member. However. You know, Peachtree Road Race is a very a wanted race. A lot of people want to get into it. And uh, I mean, go ahead and be a member. Get you a good Adidas shirt for your membership. 
and lock it on in. So exactly, definitely exactly. go ahead and be a member. Exactly. We're going to talk to someone later in the show, Mr. Troy Johnson. He's going to tell you it's yes. worth the drive and, or yes. flight or whatever, because <laughs> he comes to Atlanta all the time to run our races and he does not live here. So he's going to tell you in a few minutes, in a few moments, um, how great it is to come run in an Atlanta track club event. But yes, yeah, I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready because, you know, we we rolling again. We're getting it going. We're getting that normal mm -hmm. uh, look to race season and it's going to be great. Definitely. Definitely. Now, okay, so with the excitement of the Peachtree, y'all going to be hearing about it for the next couple of episodes because, you know, we are so excited. And of course, closer to the Peachtree, you're going to be hearing about it. So, um, but something else that I'm excited about, Tommy, is Lululemon is launching some shoes. Can you believe it? Listen, when I saw the trailer for it or the advertisement for it, I was like, what? Lululemon and shoes and I know that we talked to Jared Bell um, on the a couple episodes ago and he was explaining how Lululemon is really trying to just elevate bring more running into their brand and I think having a shoe is one of the first steps and I love it because the shoe is also it's a shoe right now for women which I'm in love with um, but they are coming up with a it's called Blissful Running Shoe, Charge Fill Low, which is a workout shoe, Charge Fill Mid, which is a workout shoe, and then Strong Fill Training Shoe. Um, and they've said that they've definitely done four years of research, and these shoes are going to be launching on their website on March 24th for purchase. But I'm excited. I may have to snag a pair just to see how I like them. So did you, so the trailer, I guess, whatever you saw, you were able to see the, the shoe itself? Yes. Yes. So it's actually online. You can look up the shoe. You can see what it looks like. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I like it. I don't, something that I like it about the shoe is that it's not as, it doesn't have like a big strike of branding on it. Like it looks like a neutral shoe. Like it does mm -hmm. not neutral in stability neutral, but it looks like a shoe that it doesn't have a huge, like somehow sometimes Nike checks have this big Nike check and all this. Like yeah. I feel like it just is a more of a simplistic looking shoe, but mm -hmm. it adds some pops of color as well. I gotcha. I gotcha. Is it stack? Is it like, you know, like a, um, a Hoka or is it more of a, a, a slower sole or yeah the stack height is lower it's mm -hmm. not it doesn't have a thick sole to it and the different variations of shoes like the there's there's a shoe that has a higher ankle to the that goes around the ankle area so yeah. that is higher um so they definitely have a variation in that but i wouldn't say the stack height is as thick as hoka's okay well definitely um yeah you need to go ahead and get some um and then come back and I report need to do it. exactly come back and, and do mm -hmm. uh well you know of course you gotta you gotta do a video for it but then come back on the show and and talk about it as well definitely need to do a review but they definitely said that it is to be comfortable for women um and how we run as well as giving that springy feel with cushion so they are doing the cushion cushion and spring feel but i wouldn't say that the stack height is as thick as your as your hoka but yeah i'm looking forward to it and you know what i might just snag a pair of the new lululemon running shoes did you say how much they were or did they do they give a price yet no they give a price yet okay that's cool not not a problem i guess we'll you know i did not see it online it could be and i just might have missed it but whatever it is i'm sure it's not alpha fly coins so. <laughs> <laughs> oh you never know hey it, it is it, it is what it is and if you know if that's what you want to spend your money on i'm with you 
Um, yes. Now, the the other big thing that happened this past weekend, or was it this past or the weekend before? I forgot when it when weekend it was. Weekend before last. Yeah, weekend mm-hmm. before last. Uh, a young Mr. Uh, Kipchoge went out and and won him a new uh, world major. Um, when he had, he had not um, run in before, he ran Tokyo, um, and he didn't set a world record, but he ran the fastest marathon um, in the history of that country on that that has been ever been run on soil. And I think um, uh, Kazge, uh, the young lady that won, she also for women she ran the fastest marathon that had ever been run in that country. So, um, and I know <clears throat> it was not easy to find. Um, to watch this particular race, which I, I guess, you know, if he had given more warning that he was going to run it, they would probably would have, NBC or somebody would have found a way to put it on. But it was on uh, Flow Track. That's how I watched it. I mean, if you want to throw money at Flow Track, let me tell you, the only reason I had Flow Track is I had signed mm-hmm. up for the free subscription for something. And I can't remember what it was and just forgot to turn it off. And that's the right. only that's the only reason I had it right. for this race. Because and technically the other races can be on whatever other channels. Like I know at one time it's NBC Sports or, you know, there's other Olympic channels channel. that you don't yeah. have to pay. Olympic Channel that yeah. I have. So yeah. you don't have to pay the extra to do it. So I never really needed FlowTrack. But I know that FlowTrack probably lot, gets a lot of coins from people that are heavy into sport, into track and field because yeah. a lot of the track and field races are aired on FlowTrack. Yeah, um, and, and I don't I, remember what I was watching for it, but yeah, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're correct in that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, honestly, with Kipchoge's, Kipchoge's time, from my understanding, there was a directional issue, like they turned down the wrong way, they were directed the wrong way. <laughs> so I just think about if that directional issue would not have taken place, his time could have been even Well, I watched it, and I did I did see it. One of the pacers went the wrong way, um, and they had to turn around and something. But, um, I, I, you know, it was really quick. So I don't know if he would have, because I don't think he was that close to the world record. Uh, and I don't know if mm-hmm. it would have really made a difference. But Yeah, I don't know if it would have been world record. But yeah, but. It just would have been a little faster. A little fast. I mean, but the thing is, I, you know, <laughs> when you watch Kipchoge, it's like I'm I'm looking for something spectacular. It's, it, Kipchoge's like watching when Michael Jackson used to come on TV. You wanted him to do something spectacular. And I mean, and it's, it's unfair for me to say, well, if you don't want a world record, I, I'm not going to enjoy it. It's always beautiful right. to watch him run. Um, it it's is. always it's always great to see, and it, it's the same story every time. Pacers with him, one runner with him, then it's just him. And I mean, that's mm-hmm. just kind of how he does it. So uh, we'll we'll you know, I was very happy to watch him run. I, I watched it on my laptop on the flow track, and it was an interesting race. Um, but there was no there was no suspense whatsoever. That right. you know, probably what you just said, where they turned the wrong way. That was probably the most suspenseful part about the whole thing. An excitement of the whole thing. Exactly, because yeah. <laughs> he just pretty much just just kind of ran it. And I mean, you know, and I'm I'm a I'm a big person proponent of like he's never running in the United States, and you know he always runs London and and Berlin because they're so fast. Um, they're such fast marathons. But he's from lie. Chicago though, so yes, which just is once again here and do New York a and fa- Boston. But that's yeah. a fast marathon, also. I mean, they're all really mm-hmm. fast. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of now I'm kind of like, yeah, well, I kind of guess I like him on a fast track because there's always a chance he can break, you know, a world record or whatever. So mm-hmm. but um, we hope to see him in New York, um, you know, this year. I'm hoping that at some point that gets announced and, you know, we can do it. And, you know, who knows? 
I might be, you know, up there anyway, doing my own race. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how it yes. goes. But yes, so yeah. we, we could potentially all be in New York. How about exactly. that? We could all exactly. be in New York. Control yeah. me, Tommy, and India. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> all on the same flight. What's up? Hey, let's go. So, right. What's going on, Kachogi? <laughs> that would be so awesome. It would be awesome. But as far as the race itself, I'm I'm kind of with you on it. It was really too hard to find it to watch it. I really felt it was. Um, mm-hmm. You know. The year that Tokyo, um, like when COVID first came out and they just did elites only, mm-hmm. um, it, I don't, it wasn't even televised anywhere. I actually found it on a Japanese TV channel and it, it was the announcers mm-hmm. were speaking, you know, Japanese as well. So I'm not sure. I mean, I'm trying to think back of if it was ever on the Olympic channel, because I think I've always been able to watch it when it was a full field. So I'm kind of surprised it wasn't on the Olympic Channel or NBC Sports this time. Yeah, I definitely think that they could have done something a little different with that. I know that Flow Track had a YouTube Live, but they kind of marketed it as if it was a watch party, but literally it was just their commentators. They commentated a little bit about the race, but mostly kind of just getting podcast discussions, like just different talking they did talk about wagers on who was going to win, but the comments were popping to people that was very frustrated on as to why they weren't really showing the race more. Um, but I mean, obviously, Flow Track gets money from people that sign up for yeah. their subscription, and that's how they're going to show everything. So, and of course, Facebook is free, so they're not going to give it all. Um, yeah. So that was very interesting. I tried, I attempted to watch it on YouTube, but I was one of those people that got annoyed. I didn't talk and comment, <laughs> but I quickly shut it off because it wasn't worth my time. <laughs> so were, so what was on the screen? Was it the, the panel, the, it the announcers? Commentators. Okay. It was like how you and I are on the screen right now. It was yeah. literally two of their people at, they, at their, it looked like they were at their house. Like there wasn't, mm-hmm. they weren't like in Tokyo doing this. <laughs> they were, looked like they were at their house and just commentating back and forth. Um, and just yeah. and not even commentating step by step of the race, but like talking about a lot of other different things. And oh yeah, they're over here at the 10K, and then wouldn't even show the race of where they were. Like so, it was just kind of it was kind of pointless. I think that they used it for their podcast advertisement, but not necessarily like okay, really you can listen to us and watch the race as long as you sign up for our our package. And you know what's exactly. crazy is because a lot of times these overseas races the time period that they're on is crazy. Like it's, you you know, it's mm-hmm. like one o'clock in the morning here or whatever. You actually mm-hmm. had it basically at prime time where you could have, you know, right. put it on, you know, TV where everybody, you know, you probably would have had some really good ratings. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I what goes into the decision on what stations they put it on. Like I would love to hear more about that and like what it looked like. And even if there was an increase in, um, sales for flow tracks to be able to see it or if they get people that do this trial run and then they cancel their subscription because they just wanted to see this one race and that's it like what i would love to see analytics of flow track honestly to see well, kind of what it really looks like to, yeah to have that or there'll be people like you tommy that forget that they registered and that's they what i was gonna it. say i'm sure if like 100 people signed up for the free trial at least 50 of them probably forget to turn it off because I I think I turned it on and I watched some other stuff just because I had it and I didn't the month came and went and you know they they got me I was like all right you got me ain't gonna get me again though (laughs) so so, um yes but so and and also um who is it that does the world majors what's the name of that company you know yeah Abbott so I'm assuming that Abbott you know 
charges for TV, you know. So I thought I thought NBC Sports had purchased, you know, the rights to show them all, but I, I guess I guess not. Yeah, and if anybody knows, definitely let us know because I would love to know the behind-the-scenes detail of that because that would be very interesting. Yeah, and or maybe they only pay for a certain amount because I'm sure Berlin and London are the two that you know everybody wants to de- be able to televise because those are the ones that usually he's running in. Those are the ones that usually the top elite runners are running in. Because um, I mean, even you know the Chicago Marathon broadcast is never that great to me. I, I don't think it's a, the production value is as good as Berlin and uh, in London, in my opinion. So I'm not yeah. sure. And even some of those races, like I know, so we have Boston coming up in April on Monday, April 18th. Um, some of those you can broadcast live on, on, on TV um, or on their internet, on their website. So I think that it also depends on the race. Um but I think that that's going to be very interesting as well. But I mean, and there's some races that are broadcast on different stations and you get a different commentator and it's just a totally different experience in general. So I really wish that, 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 that they would expand it, but maybe they realize that some of these races don't get as much excitement as others. But I would think that all world majors get the same excitement or it could just be us in our own little bubble Tommy that we're excited about it and we want everybody else to be you know, excited about it too. Like I said, you know, Kipchoge will make people who aren't that interested in running still watch. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that they build races just for him shows mm-hmm. you that his draw is beyond the world of running, beyond guy, people like us, you know, just right. a regular old person that doesn't run, they still want to see because I definitely am a person that I don't care what the sport is. If you do it really well, I want to watch you do it because it's always, you know, I'm not a huge, what the soccer or, you know, football, whatever you want to call it. I'm not a huge fan, but I do like the premier league because those are the best players in the world at that sport. And it's amazing the things they can do, even though I, I never really played the sport too much as a kid. I don't really know a whole, whole lot about it, but it's fun to watch. So right. I think Kipchoge is that kind of athlete that will draw people in who aren't even involved in the sport on a regular basis. Yes, definitely. Now, I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Well, I am looking forward to Boston um, and being able to see that race. We have, I definitely have some people that I know that um, are running the race and I'm looking forward to it. Now, Boston did just announce, and I think that this is a game changer, Tommy. Mm-hmm. So they just announced their partnership with Martin Jill. And they are going to be the gel that's going to be on the course. Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of times when I talk to runners about their different gel choices, I've heard a lot of people, a lot of elite or people that are very competitive use Martin. They use other stuff too. So, you know, not saying that Martin's the only gel that the faster quote unquote people, people use, but I think that it is a gel that people definitely give credit to. However, I do hear some other individuals say that Martin is more expensive, which it is a higher dollar value than your goo. Um, But I'm excited to, I'm not running Boston, but I'm excited for people that don't currently use Martin gel to be able to try it. That people that didn't, you know, didn't open their mind to potentially trying Martin gel, um, maybe because of the price point. Um, But I'm, I'm excited for Martin in their partnership with that. And I hope that they get put on the map a little bit more. I think that 
they're a gel that I don't say they're slept on because they're highly used, but I would like to see them more at races. I'll just say that they're the gel I use. So I would love to see them more at races. <laughs> so where do you purchase the Martin? Do you order it or is it in running stores locally? Yes. Okay. So that is always a thing. So I actually have to get my gel, my Martin at Big Peach. So I used to get it online or order online, or I get it from Big Peach Running Store, but I always have to call before I go because it's a lot of times sold out, but they don't sell that gel at like your West Stride um, and some of the other running stores that we have here in Atlanta, unfortunately don't sell it. It's very interesting. So I think that they're sleep, they're missing out on that. Like I usually do some shopping at Roadrunner Sports. They don't sell Martin there. Um, so usually it is Big Peach Run that I get my Martin gel from, or I order it online. And, and that when the reason I ask that is because I think that has a lot to do with it, because, of course, Big Peach, mm -hmm. at least the one on the one on Peachtree that I, I used to go to when I lived in in the city, like they got a wall, mm -hmm. you know, full of every different type of gel you could even think of. Um, so they, they're mm -hmm. definitely equipped to carry it. But that's what I kind of figured that it wasn't in a lot of uh, r running stores, unfortunately. Um, mm -hmm. And because I think isn't it isn't it out of like Switzerland or where I, I forget where it's actually out of. And maybe just their their distribution is just not as big in the states yet, you know, or at least not in Atlanta anyway. So that might have something to do why they're not as popular. I don't know. I would love to know, like, and it, for our listeners, like, if there's a reason why you may or may not use Martin and what it is, and it is a different type gel, like the consistency of it, I think, is a little bit more solid. So it's almost like taking a Jello shot versus like a the Goo brand is more. I would say loose and slimy, like you can't mm -hmm. just like just take it. Whereas with a Martin gel, you can literally take the whole packet of gel and like drop it in your mouth and swallow it. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a loose gel consistency. And there's not flavors besides the caffeinated versus the original. And the original to me tastes like sugar water, but it's very it's a very diluted sugar water, but it's not, you don't have this overpowering taste. Um, whereas Goose and some of the other ones have flavors. So some people may have an option for that, but I prefer the consistency of the Martin Gels. And they I don't mess you. up my stomach, which is something that's very important. When I was using Goose um, and some of the other um, gel type packs, I was having GI issues. And I'm just like, I don't have time for that. But Martin keeps me together. So I got you. Well, I mean, you got to, yeah, like I said, it, it, well, and it's warming up. So people are going to get more into the gels as it gets, mm -hmm. it gets warmer, of course. Um, and then, of course, marathon season, um, you know, people right. get more into the gels. So, you know, maybe then you'll, you'll start to see it. Like you said, it's at the Boston, Boston Marathon. I think a lot of these gels got really popular when they started being given out at these local at marathons. Races. Yeah, at and races. that's what I'm looking forward to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So most definitely. Well. That, you know, that was our, our little shenanigan time. But we got a guest that we got. We can't keep him waiting. Uh, Mr. Johnson, yes. uh, Troy Johnson. We're going to bring him on right about now. <laughs> All right. And we are back and we are the run duo. And we have a great guest with us today, Troy Johnson. How are you doing today, Troy? I'm great. I'm doing great, Tommy. Nice to see uh, you guys. Yes, indeed, Troy. We're he's good. A, he, we're good. He's a listener to the program, and um, before we started recording, I kind of explained. You know, um, he he. You're probably better friends with Heather in India, but Heather right. was talking about you um, here at the house, and I was like, we got to get that guy on the on the on the podcast. He's definitely the type of person that I, I want to talk to. I mean, just to you know, for example, 
you've already run 10 races this year. It's only March 15th and you've got 10 races in already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and most of them have been in Atlanta too. <laughs> yeah. I see you come to Atlanta quite a bit. Now, where are you, where do you actually live? What part of the country? Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Okay, so you come over. How how far is that? A, how far a drive is that from? It's about from Atlanta? three hours drive. It's three hours. You come straight down twenty, man. It takes you straight to it. It's a three hour drive. Okay, so you're doing you know three hours each way to come and run in the ATL. I, I love it. That's that's that's. To, wait a minute. You you driving three hours each way to run them hills. That's what I'm like. That's that's a lot of driving to run them hills. <laughs> I know it's got to be a little bit insane to do that, you know. <laughs> and you know, at some point when I'm running those, I'll ask myself, Troy. What were you thinking, man? You could have been in bed. <laughs> no, but what Troy is not saying is whenever he is running, he is smiling. Like, I've never seen Troy complaining. Like, he is smiling and enjoying the hills. He's like, another day to be able to run. Like, he's just so positive about it. So, that's, that and that's, true. that's, and once again, that's, a, that's the reason I wanted to talk with you. So, let's just get into it. So, what got you into to running? Um, were you like a track star in high school or did you get in late in life or what got you started? I was an avid beer drinker and uh, my wife, she had cancer. Oh no. And, okay. And she was diagnosed with it in 2009 mm -hmm. and in uh, 2011, it kind of uh, went away, but then it came back with a vengeance. Mm -hmm. And then in 2014, we was at, um, we actually started at um, Council Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia. And one day she was having one of her surgeries, and this was back in March of 2014. She was having one of her surgeries, and I was, and they gave me like this, um, this beeper that I could use, so I could. It was like a 12-hour surgery, so they just kind of beat me when she was in the ICU. And so while I was sitting in the waiting room, I decided to go outside, and I looked around, and I saw this guy running, and I was like, man. So I went over to Hibbets and bought me some shoes, and I had no clue about running, so I just bought a pair of shoes, Nike because I played a lot of golf, so I like Tiger Woods, Nike, and I bought my size, you know, size 14. And I, not knowing what, you know, and all that. So I just decided I'm going to go up for a run. Tommy, man, I couldn't run 50 yards without being out of breath and dying, completely <laughs> dying. <laughs> Each time I got better and I got stronger, and when I ran that first mile, it was that feeling of accomplishment that I haven't felt since I was a teenager. And really? uh, my, she loved the change that she saw it made in me and it made me a better caregiver for her. And, you know, it just changed my whole attitude towards life. And it gave me a little bit more of let me control what I can control and let God control the rest of that. Let him carry the rest of my way. Cause he was carrying me anyway. Mm -hmm. So it, it caused such a positive thing for my wife and I started running. Then I started running in a lot of races. And I, first in 2014, I ran two races. I ran Tuscaloosa half marathon and Mercedes half marathon. And then in 2015, I decided, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to try to run a half marathon every month. And she, her health permitted it. So she would kind of ride with me. And sometimes she would be at the finish line. It just depends on, and that's the thing about treatment. Sometimes she was almost normal. And sometimes she was able to, uh, uh, just wasn't able to go to the races with me. So, but yeah, that's what started right, me. Wife. Let me go back a little bit to what made you, uh, how running helped you. Now, was it that you would run in between her treatments and you felt like it kind of helped you to have a release? Like, tell me a little bit more about how it helped you kind of process through that time frame. Well, you go through those, there was points where I was angry and there was points to where I would 
feel like, why is this happening to us? You know, we're right. good people. But you know, cancer mm -hmm. don't give a darn. It, it doesn't discriminate, yeah. And uh, I needed a way to build, I needed a way to deal with it to where it would benefit us both. And when all of a sudden, I mean, it was no, nothing happened, I don't think by chance or coincidence. Mm -hmm. It's everything, you know, the universe is so powerful and it led me to running when I went outside and saw that guy, the timing of that. Mm -hmm. I could have went outside and saw a beer truck. And I said, hey, let me get something else to drink. But the time right. <laughs> running inspired me to run. And that's why I'm always thinking, you never know who you inspire while you're doing what you're doing. And that's why I always try mm -hmm. to show the more positive attitude you never know especially mm -hmm. kids may be watching you might inspire them but uh but yeah that's what really when i started running i immediately felt like this is something i can control you know i couldn't control mm -hmm. my wife's cancer but i could control how far i tried to run how far i ran what i ran in when i decided to run you know uh if i wanted to get up early and run that and if i finished it it gave me so much of my power back and that's what really started me liking and loving to run when I started feeling that control back. That That That's is, awesome. you know, I, I really connect with you on the, when you said you hadn't felt that kind of uh, feeling since you were like a kid or a teenager, um, when you talk about finishing, because yeah. I mean, honestly, when I got into running, the, the, it was like, I want to go back to feeling like I did when I was a teenager. You know, I felt like that was the last time I was really, really happy was when I was running track, you know, in high school. So I really do get that that feeling uh, that uh, that connect with that feeling that you're talking about. Um, and then as far as cancer, hey, my mom passed away from cancer as well. I yeah, I, I'm right there with you, brother. As far as you can't control anything and you don't understand why, you know, uh, it's hitting someone. You know, I, my mother was a great person, you know, to me and to a lot of people. Why is it hitting her? But like you said, you just got to let go. So uh, I, I thank you for sharing that with us. You're now, welcome. Oh, you not know, um, now I wanted to get into so you, you get to running, you know, because your wife has the cancer and it, it gives you that control feeling. What got you into thinking you could run that half marathon every single month? Well, the first time when I was doing it, I was doing more of an escape mm -hmm. and I was running away from it, more of a fear. But I found it would help me to run to it because one thing you can't control when you're running is what you think. You know, I don't know if that makes any sense, but you can't avoid certain thoughts, you know, because you've got to occupy yourself while you're running. And it made me deal with her cancer in a more positive way. It made me say, we're going to appreciate every day. You know, I know the doctor said six months, but we're going to make those six months the most fabulous six months, 180 days that we've ever lived. Today is all that matters. You're with me today. And that's what running taught me is to be present, to appreciate the now. And in the beginning, like I was saying, I was running away from it. I was using it as an escape, but I found out it was more of a salvation because it taught me to be present. And it taught me to be present with my wife. And I, you know, you, you're married. And sometimes with your spouse, you, you call yourself listening to them when they're talking, but you're actually kind of multitasking. You kind of listen and then they, they'll know that. And they say, what did I just say? And you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I did that too. And, I, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but when you're faced with this could be the last day that you're with someone, knowing that, and everybody, you never know, we may never see each other again, you know, but knowing that they've given the time to, it made us value more of the moment. 
So now some of those are that, and those correlate with a lot of the runs that I ran in. You know, that I ran in San Diego, when I ran a lot of runs, Mercedes, she would be at the finish line. It made those races a lot more special, Hot Atlanta. She was there with me on that. So a lot of those races now I'll continue to run because it has a part of her memory. And now that she's gone, I've even taken a little step further and I've actually started running more. You know, 2015, I ran uh, 13 races. 2016, I ran 17 races. And then 2018, I started ramping up about 35, 40 races a year. And that's what I've been running ever since 2018. Wow. Now, I know you're in, in, in you know, you're at 93 marathon. I'm sorry, half marathons at this point. Um, yes. So are all of your races half marathons or do you run shorter distances or longer distances also? Yeah, I've, I've ran 190 total races and uh, 93 of them have been half marathons and 31 have been full marathons. And then the rest is split up to 15Ks, 5Ks, 10Ks, 4 miles and stuff like that. Good. Look at you, Troy. I did. I had no idea that you were running like that, man. Good. Yeah. Man. And, and, I mean, I, and don't let him wait a minute, but don't let him not tell you how many world majors he's run because he definitely is a world major marathon and is going to do some more this year. So, Troy, tell us about that. Okay, yeah, I've got Berlin that's coming up in October, uh, September the 25th. I'm going to be do, doing the Berlin Marathon. Really look forward to that because that has been one of my bucket list runs ever since I ran my first major uh, last year. And I've already done Chicago, like India was saying, Chicago, and then I did New York. And I did those a month apart and talk about it has, it's such a different, once you've ran a major, no other race is the same. You don't look at it, you don't feel like it, you don't prep for it. It's hard to get up for the other races because they're so, the energy, the vibe from mile one to mile 26, everybody's on the side of the, uh, the street cheering you on and just, I mean, you just, you feel like you want to eye. And for me, when people are doing that for me, I start trying to give it back to them. When they, ah, I and you know, you have your name on and they're calling out and they don't know you, but they see your name is Troy. Go, Troy, you got it with the accent. You're like, thank heaven. There's thousands of people saying that. So you done gave all that energy for 26 or two miles. Not only you're exhausted like you are from a marathon, but you're exhausted like you just gave a cousin. Your horse. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just a different type of feeling. And I'm sure Berlin's going to be like that too. That's why I look forward to it. Oh, yeah. So you, you're going to be over halfway to your, uh, to your, your, uh, to your, all your, getting all the world majors. So you got you Tokyo, stars, London, yeah. and, and your Boston will be left. So you'll be halfway home um, by then. Who yeah. knows? You know, maybe you'll run into uh, Kipchoge. He, you know, never know. You give him some pointers. Wow. <laughs> I'd be like a schoolgirl if I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Indy and I were talking because I, I, I think he's going to, for his second marathon this year, he's going to find a race in the States, I, I think. And um, whatever it is, I think I'm gonna try to go just to. I mean, to, it would have you know, to be like New York or something because he's already done Chicago. So yeah, so I, I think you know I, wherever it is, whichever one he ends up coming to, I think I'm gonna try to uh, to to go to, not really to see him run, but I would try to get into some kind of forum where he's speaking, so I could just sit too. and listen to him talk. That would be my main reason I would want to go. Right, he's so interesting. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram and Facebook, and he is so interesting when he's talking about running and racing. And you know how sometimes when you, you listen better to a person that's done it and the way he's done it, especially win it, you not only just run it, but win it, Lord have mercy. That's, that's pretty impressive. And I think he'll do it. I think he's gonna do New York this year and I think he's gonna yeah. win it. 
Oh yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think he would definitely win it. You know, if he does New York, but just the fact he's doing it on our soil, it'd be great. Because I mean, you know, Berlin and London are just lucky. They get they've gotten him, you know, so often, um, and it's just nice to you know see the the world's best come and do it on our soil. So I'd be I would really be excited about that. Um, But but anyway, let's get back to get back to you and and your world now. Out of a hundred, you said a hundred and how many? Hundred and how many uh, races? Hundred and ninety races. Hundred and ninety races. What's your favorite? Ah, uh, probably it's either gonna be San Diego, because uh, that's real nice. The vibe. The, I like those places. That's got a lot of nice vibe. That's why I run Atlanta so much. The vibe, the energy there. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Y'all races are all right, but not at the consistent Atlanta is. From the start of the event, professionalism. It's inclusive. The, the, it's diverse, uh, you know. It's uh, it, that means a lot to me. And being that positive energy, oh, that carries you on. That makes you feel so alive, and I love it. But you know, to answer your question is uh, probably San Diego when I ran it in 2016. Uh, Key West is a nice place to run. Really nice. It's beautiful. It's flat. It's really flat. And uh, Hot Atlanta, I love running that race. The vibe, the energy from it. And but if I had to choose one. That was my favorite. It would probably be of the halves. Yeah, it'd probably be San Diego. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Now, are you going? I saw on your, you know, on your Instagram, you trying to figure out what you want to do for your hundredth, which it looks like it'll come at some point next year that you'll run your hundredth half marathon. So, you think you're going to run one that you've run before? Or do you think you're going to go find yourself a new race that you've never run to be your hundredth? I'd like to, and that's why I've kind of left two races. I've worked it up to where I'm two races that gives me some wiggle room in between now and then because I'd hate to register, and then all of a sudden someone comes up to me and says, like, Dallas, I would have loved the, I don't know if you saw the bling from Black Dallas uh, Marathon last year mm-hmm. of uh, December. Wow, and I never knew about that race. So it's some race out there, just like you were mentioning, that I don't know about, that I just hadn't been introduced to, mm-hmm. but if I don't, it'll probably be Key West because Key West is gonna celebrate their 25th anniversary. So that'll mm-hmm. coincide with my 100th. So I'll wear 100th on my bill and then it'll be their 20th. And usually when they have those milestone the racing events, the bling is awesome and the goodie bag is really nice, so. Yeah. You know what? Now, Troy, Troy I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Andy. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I mean, obviously, Troy runs for the bling too, and the vibe as well. <laughs> but yes. I'm pretty sure our listeners are trying to figure out like, how do you train for all of these races and the things that you do? Now, I know you a little bit more personally, so I know that you kind of just you you kind of wing it sometimes. Majority yeah. of the time, you're winging it. So there's not a that training plan and of course your vibe and just your general health allows you to do that but last year going um getting up to the Chicago Marathon you decided to actually train for that tell us a little bit about how that looked for you and how that was different from other races because you did take the time to do a little bit more structured training awesome question yeah I I went ahead and I joined the night run app and they had this 18-week program to where you run, they train you how to run a marathon. And it was perfect because it coincided with my Chicago. And at the time, I didn't know I was going to do New York because they hadn't selected me. And so I started training. And the wonderful thing about that, because you sometimes think, and I hate to say this, that you know all you need to know about what you're doing. But always be open to new training tips and aids and stuff. And that's what 
that night run amp taught me, Fartley. Believe it or not, all the years I've been running, I never heard that term, Fartley, or reverse splits, you know, and change tempo and stuff like that. Now, I may have heard those terms, but it just bounced off my head. I thought I knew what they meant. But when you go through that, it's a beautiful way. It gives you an education. So it's almost like I was running with a dull sword and I, or a dull, a dull axe, and I thought I was cutting the hell out of some trees. But Nike gave me a file and it kind of sharpened my hands. And then when I started cutting trees, it's like, wow. So I, was, so I found out I was working too hard for minimal results, where now I can work less and I get more from the results. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned from that 18 weeks. It's like, wow, this is beautiful. I'm going to incorporate that to my everyday running. So I already had a passion for running. I love it. And it just made me fall in love with it even more because now I can do it without so many injuries that I were getting before. It's because I wasn't using the proper run technique. I was sometimes overdoing it. And the importance of rest. A lot of times I didn't realize that. And I got more out of that, even though I felt like I wouldn't do anything when I went when I was resting. And it looked like everybody was running when I was resting. Like they were taunting me, like, hey, try to be running. I know you're resting. <laughs> but I realized yes. that they didn't go my yeah yeah. Troy you get antsy you get antsy when you rest but you learn through this process that resting is so important for recovery in your body and I'm so excited that you took the time um, to actually do that training process last year and actually benefited from it because you are doing a lot of races you're doing amazing things but when you really recognize and take a step back to learn what a, a true training block is and how it can help you through your race it is a great feeling it is. It really is. It really is. It, it just enhances your passion. It enhances your love for what you're doing. It really does. Exactly. So, like, and I, I want to go back because I, I want to talk because it's been a long time since um, I've been excited about Bling. So it's really great to see somebody that's like, Tom, did you see? Did you see the one? It's been, and the reason is COVID. I mean, we just, we haven't been running. You know, it's it's been a minute, but it's great to see that you're like, hey, I want that metal. That metal is hot. <laughs> so that's, 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 that's great to see. You might want to put your, put together some memoirs so you can kind of go through and tell stories about, you know, because I'm sure you got, you know, a bunch of medals at the house that you could tell stories about. You might want to put that together, put it up right. online. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. point because every race has had its own journey, you know, and its own meaning behind it. And it's, uh, it's, each race is special in its own way. And there's never been really a a bad race. There's been some experiences that you're going like you have in life, and uh, that have been interesting. And then there's been some that's been totally hilarious that you have found that you because you're always gonna have somebody. Some of the funniest things is when you see people fall, you know, and it's like they <laughs> fall in slow motion, and you and you try not to laugh too hard because next thing you know, you'll realize what made them fall. You'll hit that same. You like. Yeah, like a plate that's on the ground or something like that. And it kind of, when the weight gets on there, it shuts and it catches your drag foot. And it's like, oh, God, let me let me not laugh. Now, <laughs> you you run in a lot of different... I'm not a big traveler when it comes to running. I run a lot of races. You know, most of my races are, you know, right here in Atlanta. You come to Atlanta, so you know it's easy to, you know, run your whole career right here in this city. Um, but... You run in a lot of different places. Have you made a lot of friends or made a lot of connections because you go to all these different races? Oh, yeah, that's the beautiful thing, too, because 
that nervous energy, and I'm nervous before I run any race, and I've ran 190 of them. And if I ever feel like I'm not nervous, I think I'll stop running because that means I don't want it anymore. That means I don't have enough passion for it. But I've met so many other people, and you have that nervous jitter, and a lot of people try not to make eye contact with you when you first start. But I kind of like to talk. So if they give me one look, you know, just kind of on the corner of my eye, I'll say, hey, how you doing? This first race? And then most people got to answer that no or yes or, and you can tell if it's a one word answer, then I just kind of back off. They want to be left alone. But if they mm -hmm. start talking, they were just nervous before the race. But yeah, I've made a, made a lot of good friends since I've been running that I don't know other than because we met at a race. Now, all of a sudden, we always talk on Facebook and some of them, I, I kind of feel like I know better than a lot of my family members because we we have so much correspondence with each other. You know, they'll say happy birthday. They'll say, hey, good morning. Nice run. And that means a lot to runners. You know, you might have ran two and a half miles and it have been 12 minutes a mile. You were dogging. It was hot. It was sweaty. And it means a lot when somebody say, way to get it in, Troy. Way to go. Like, yeah, thank you. That really makes your day when somebody recognizes the effort that you did, you know, that you put in to run and all that. And that's just as important as the race, you know doing all that, that energy starts there, you know? And it just finishes once you cross the finish line. But that whole that whole journey starts when you get out of bed that morning at six o'clock or five o'clock. And for you guys that are working, you know, you gotta go to work at eight, so you gotta get it in. So you're not trying to, but you know you need to get those two miles, three miles in, you know? And that's important. And then at the end of the race, that's why it's so much emotion when you cross the finish line. And I try to let it all out. That's why I jump when I go across the finish line. I just jump in the air, and I'm like, I'm so thankful for that moment because I know what be, what that what created that moment. I had all the seed that was planted to that, and I just kind of bring all that energy out. And then when I meet people after that, man, that's a good jump. It's a conversation piece. Hey, where you from? I'm from this place. I'm from that place, man. What? And it's, the question is, and everybody's got a story why they started running. And the you know they'll ask me why I started running, and mine is of course because of my wife. But somebody else might have started because they lost their mom or their dad. You know, but every runner has a story. And it's not, it's not always sad, but it is a reason for them to go out there and start running. Yeah. I uh, oh, yeah, of course. And I mean, it's always a reason. I mean, because why would anybody come out and just say, hey, I'm running, you know, 13.1 miles a day? There got to be a reason. Because <laughs> yeah. what, what's the first thing most people tell you, you know, non-runners say when you say, well, I'm, I'm going to run a half marathon. Why? Somebody chasing you? You know, that's all, you know, that's always the joke. But you know, it's always it's always a reason why you're out there uh putting in the miles on that pavement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Now, Troy, you hinted to us that are working. You recently retired. Tell yes. us how um tell us how your running journey or kind of like how your running routine has changed since retirement. Because I just think about if I could retire right now, life would be real different. And I probably would be running a lot of races <laughs> like you are. So has that changed? Has your running, um, the number of races that you are running or the time frame that you're running or how many miles you're running, how has that shifted since retirement? I probably... And I probably would have ran more races, but the time that I retired was right at the time as COVID was peaking. So it did yep. influence the race. I went like six or eight months without running the race. Okay. But I increased my running in my neighborhood around my community. So mm -hmm. that, that probably was the biggest thing. I started running more. I, I found out, I discovered with COVID that I didn't have to run in races. And I never would have believed that 
pre-COVID, that I could live without races, live without the bling. I needed that to validate my running. But now mm -hmm. I just enjoy the races, but I could go without a race tomorrow. And I know my friends will say, no, BS, you could, but I really could. And I learned that from those six, I think from March of 2020 till we ran the PNC 10 miler in October or November. That's like yeah. mm -hmm. a race without a race. But yeah, when I retired, it did. I, I, I ran even more and I enjoyed it even more. And not having to go to work, golly, such a benefit. You don't have to work. I haven't even used my alarm clock because for a race, I'm so excited. I don't really need it. So I just get up, you know, and I really get up two hours before I go to a race. And so now, because I don't have to get up and go to work, I don't even need an alarm clock. So it's just, it just made my running a lot better. I do kind of miss my coworkers and stuff like that. It's like a family, but you're, you, you make new families, you make new friends, mm -hmm. you, because you have, your whole life has changed. Now that part of me no longer exists. You know, that work part, you know, now I'm just fully, man, I probably kill people with all I talk about is running and racing and whatever that, and if they talk about anything else, they bore me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk about running. Troy, just talking to you, it sounds like, you know, because you were saying about your coworkers, they like family. Troy, it sounds like anywhere you go, you make family. So I'm, I'm sure that's, that's not a problem for you at all. Um, but let's talk about, because you said, you know, your, your mileage went up once you retired, because you, you live in something, Indy and I say a lot, living like a runner. So how's your nutrition? Did that change any once you kind of, once you did the whole Nike thing and you kind of looked at, hey, I really need to be taking care of my body. I need to rest. Did that nutrition change? Or are you still out there drinking Budweiser's? I, I still drink a lot of Ultras. So I do. And I eat a lot of okay. pizza. And I eat a pizza. I probably eat Yeah, I was going to say, Troy is beer and pizza. <laughs> but when I started running, I weighed 265 pounds. Mm. And I got down now, I weigh 215. So I'm all I'm in between 210 and 215 now. Even when I retired, I just, I don't, the pizza's probably in the beer. I probably get, to, I'd love to get down to 205. And when I do get down to 205, I've done that before in those years to where the lowest I've weighed is 205. And I actually ran better. I didn't, wasn't as sore. But my habits, my eating habits, I still love. Yeah, I, I probably need a good nutritionist in that because <laughs> I eat I eat like a schoolboy, you know. I, especially that I, I don't have my wife here because she she definitely cooked the right foods. I just ate three or four helpings of it. <laughs> <laughs> now I eat whatever portion I want. Portion control, you know? portion control. <laughs> now I eat exactly what I want. So whatever I'm hungry for, and you know you need that for energy, but I just choose the wrong ones because it's quick, you know, and it's filling. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, I will say, Tommy, I'll tell you this. When Troy goes to races and he travels to, to races, he always is going to find him a good bar and he's going to get him a good meal at those bars. And he's always like, it's going to be a steak and something. Like, he's going to get some good food. So I will say he probably gets more nutrients when he goes out to a race. He might get more vegetables when he goes out to a race to a restaurant. But when he's at home, it, it's a little bit more pizza and less yeah. veggies. <laughs> Yeah. And I meet the nicest people at the bars, too. I, I know the bars, because most of the time I'll stay at the same place, because a lot of the races are at uh, Centennial Park. So I'll stay at the Glen Hotel, and I know the bartenders there. And it's almost like family when I walk in. And the, the, uh, the hotel clerks and stuff like that, 
just about know we got names of the ones that I see on a regular basis. And uh, when I go there a lot, the bartenders know me and they know when I like to drink and they know what I like to order to eat. So it's, uh, and then we'll watch basketball or whatever's on the television, just talk and get caught up for it. And I find so many people that I meet, they have a runner's pack, either a runner's or they have a runner's pass. They've ran before. And I'm like, man, they're going, yeah. I met this old guy, he's like 87 years old. He don't run anymore. He was at the bar and they had some kind of reunion. But he was telling me he ran back in the, he ran Boston Marathon back in 1967 or 16. Oh, wow. I was like, well, yeah. I said, man, sir, you mind if we take a picture together? So he goes, well, I didn't win it or anything. Well, I said, but just the fact that you ran Boston and we're talking about it, that's kind of like a big deal for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he Wow. Yeah, Troy. It, it, like I said, it sounds like everywhere you go, you you get you have a friend. You never friendless wherever you go. Um, so what you got next? What's what's your next race on on the docket? L.A. I go to L.A. Thursday and I run uh, the L.A. 5K Saturday and then I run the uh, L.A. Marathon Sunday. Wow, man, yeah. you you man after my own dreams. I've been want, I, I want to go and run in L.A. so bad because uh, it just sounds like a really really good race. But I'm glad you're gonna make it out there. Um, do you set like goals as far as times or PRs or do you just kind of say, Hey, I get out and I enjoy myself. I get out and I enjoy myself. Yeah. I want to keep it fun. I, at one point when I first started, I wanted times and that's what happened to me when I used to play golf. If the point when I broke 80, that ruined golf for me because whenever I shot 81 or 82, I thought I had a bad round when, when I was shooting in the nineties, uh, 80, I would have loved. So each time I got better, it just put too much. So when they're running the same way, if I wanted, if I ran a half marathon and I didn't do it in under two hours and 15 minutes, I didn't enjoy the race. I was like, I could have done that. And at a point, I thought, no, Troy, I want to keep this fun. I don't want to put that pressure on myself to work that, because it's not life or death. And even if I was trying the first, second, but just finishing the race is what's most important. So I just try to have fun. I try to enjoy it. And if I want to stop and take a picture on the route and I see something I like, I'll stop and take a picture. And I, time is irrelevant. I will say, and I agree with you there, um, because there was a, a before the kid, um, I was all about time and trying to do the fastest. And then now that I, you know, I'm just not in the shape to kind of run those kind of PRs, I enjoy the races a whole lot more. I like Peachtree, I love stopping. You know, the guy's giving beer away. I, you know, I drink it, enjoy myself. And it's a fun day. So I completely understand where you're coming with, with that. Uh, and Troy, yes, there is beer on the route for the Peachtree. This year will be Troy's first um, in-person Peachtree. Um, and so it's going to be really excited. He signed up for this in-person. So Troy, get ready for your beer and to really enjoy it because it is an amazing time on the pavement. So awesome. I look forward to it. I look forward to the largest, what is the largest 10K in the world? Yes, yes. 60,000 people. So it is definitely a different vibe. Um, you want to talk about vibes and high-fiving and talking to people, you're going to get all of that at Peachtree for sure. Awesome. I look forward to it. I, I really do. Yeah. If, if it's any like the Atlanta's other races, I know it's going to be a blast. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Now, Troy, um, once again, thank you for taking time out of your evening to talk with us. But after people hear this, I'm sure they're going to want to follow your story. So how can people follow you on Instagram and Facebook? Um, Major Troy Doss, which is two, Doss Johnson 26.2, which means I ran two majors so far. And that's the main. So you're going to have to change it. <laughs> <laughs> after Berlin, yes, you, you got to get a new one. 
<laughs> yeah, when I when I run for Lynn, it'll be Trey. Okay, you know? okay, cool, cool. Troy, Trey. Look at you. Now, Troy, before you go too, because I'm pretty sure the run squad is going to be listening to this episode. Run just squad. go ahead and shout them out and tell us what you love about the run squad. Run squad in the house. <laughs> hey, and I love the run squad too, because when I met them, they gathered and it was a January in uh, snacks that got us all mm -hmm. together, you know, it was a few years ago. I want to say like 2019 or something like that. And it really helped me navigate through COVID because all of a sudden to be running so consistently, three or four races a month to cold turkey quitting, that was hard. That was extremely hard. But that's when we really started vibing as a, a chat group. And we started just talking, hey, happy birthday. Hey, what's your drink, your goals and all that? Where are you working? Oh, man, you know, we slowly started getting to know each other. And then when, mm -hmm. then just as we were starting to know each other, then the races started up. And then all of a sudden, hey, let's meet up before the race and take a picture and all that. And it's just, it's a beautiful family atmosphere that we have, that we all share this love and passion for running with. And that's what I love about my run squad family. It's just, they're special. They're some special folks. Thank y'all. Definitely. Yes. Now, because and I'm so everybody. I'm glad to be a part of the Run Squad and have met you through that. Like, it's just, it's great. You're always a positive person and you keep us on our game with races. And listen, people trying to keep up with you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I love your voice. You always have to cheer this long. Yes. <laughs> and just to let y'all know, run, let them know what Run Squad is. I'm sure people are like, what are they talking about? I want to be in the Run Squad. What are y'all talking about? Oh, goodness. So this is probably going to fuel a lot of uh, people and people are probably going to want to be added. But literally, it's a group of us that we have a, a chat in on Instagram that we chat with. It's, a, it's, a, it's just a group of us and we get together and literally we just chat about running and random things as well. But it's just a group of us that decided to connect and do a the Instagram chat and we just kind of meet up at race, not kind of, we meet up at races to take pictures and we just kind of became this run family and we keep this chat going and it's just kind of what it is. And we call ourselves run squad. So yes, <laughs> yes. The run squad. I, I'm not in the run squad, but I hear everything y'all talk about. Heather tells me everything. So don't talk about me in the run squad. Cause she's going to let me know. Heather telling you our secrets. Lord. <laughs> no, I'm just playing Heather. Yeah, we'll be talking just, about just jokes. <laughs> Yes, jokes. <laughs> and your wife's got some speed, man. <laughs> yes, she does. But hold on, she's not my wife yet. So let's not don't jump, don't because I want to. So when when she is, it's a celebration. I don't want people like, well, what you're already married. So just let you. She, we ain't married yet, but it's coming. So. All good. Man. Hey, I want an invite too. I want yes, an invite. Most, hey, the run squad got to be there. Run squad got to be there. <laughs> Who knows? It might be on the pavement. We might run down Peach Street together. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> <It'll be> unique. <laughs> definitely definitely but once again Troy thank you very much man for for coming on and taking time to your evening to speak with us I know you probably got a run to get in so we don't want to we don't want to take up too much of your evening or if not a run you got some beer and pizza waiting on you so <laughs> I, I don't want to take take up too much of your evening well thank you Tommy I really enjoyed it India peace out yes thank All you right. we'll talk to you soon Great conversation with Troy Johnson. Um, Isn't if you don't he get awesome? He's like exactly. the sweetest person I know. He's just a really good guy. <laughs> exactly. And like I said in the interview, I mean, he just a guy, he's just one of those people that you can tell he just makes friends wherever he goes. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you he see uh, positivity for exactly, sure. exactly. So if you see him out on the race race uh, pavement here in Atlanta, you know, just say hey, because I'm sure you'll say hey back. Um, yeah. But um, India, if they want to, you know, get in touch with you, you know, find out uh, some more uh, coaching information. How do they do that? Yes, you can fit, hit me up if you're interested in coaching services at milesfromindia.com is my website. Everything is there, whether it be coaching services, emceeing, or even doing any motivational speaking, you can hit me up on my website. You can also email me at contact at milesfromindia.com. And my social media is I of Indigo Runs is my Instagram, and I'm India Cook on Facebook. M-C-I-C. There you go. That's it. That's you from here on out. M-C-I-C. I never thought about that, but there you go, Tommy. You got it going. You got it going for me. <laughs> um, if y'all want to hit me up, you can get me on my Instagram at tmin 68 or email me at thomaswmitchell, the number two, at gmail.com. All right, people. We will see y'all in two weeks. All right. Peace out, guys. Have a good one.